The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Right now, we're going to be talking about snoring. And Russell Foster, who's a professor of circadian neuroscience at the University of Oxford, has said that people regularly kept awake by a partner's snoring could strengthen their relationship by moving into a separate bed. He says that earplugs don't work and sleeping in different rooms can make you happier, more responsive to each other, less impulsive and less irritable. Dr. Neil Stanley, independent sleep expert, is on the line. Good evening, Neil. Good evening. Uh, Professor Foster, speaking your language, separate rooms, something you've been advocating for years? Absolutely. I've been advocating this for about the last 20 years. I did a study back in 2005, which was probably the first study uh, on couples' sleep, showing how much of your sleep disturbance is caused by your bed partner, not just, of course, by snoring, but also with them moving and fidgeting around in the bed. Uh, is it not being a bit drastic moving to a different bed if your partner's snoring does a good knee in the side <laughs> pushing them onto their side is that not a lot easier well yeah it, it is a lot easier but it's going to cause resentment between the two parties I mean the, the thing is Sleeping together is not natural. Uh, humans are the only animals that do it, and we do it for this misguided idea of intimacy. But it's got nothing to do with that, because if you're asleep, you can't be intimate. Um, so sleeping separately is a pragmatic solution. And, and you know, in the past, uh, certainly rich people who had the space uh, sleep separately. So we know that Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh slept separately. We know that King Charles and Camilla slept separately. Um, for taking they, advice on relationships from the royals, we might be going down the wrong route. Well, <laughs> absolutely, but there, there are plenty of other people. I mean, Toya and Roger, uh, Robert Fripp uh, have completely separate houses um, and, and happily married on the, on the same road. Um, so it is, it is about uh, a pragmatic thing. If you have the space, then sleeping separately uh, just means you preserve your sleep. And sleep is you know, vitally important to good physical, mental and emotional health. And as Russell said... You know, it's about waking up wanting to be with your partner rather than wanting to put the pillow over their face and, and, and smother them. Uh, Dr. Caroline West is a sex educator and host of the Glow West podcast and is with us as well. Caroline, some would say that separate beds will be a fast track to divorce. Good evening, Nathan. Yeah, for some people it could be. For others, it could absolutely save their marriage. So it's really about what works for you and your particular situation. Um, I think being kept up awake by someone snoring all night is, is hardcore um, for a lot of people. You know, that's a lot of pressure on them. It impacts their health in lots of ways. It impacts your mental health, your physical health. So if you're separating um, in beds, I think that can be a way to address those concerns or else you might end up separating from the marriage yeah. overall. How big an issue generally is find snoring is in relationships. I think it can be very common and it can be set off through different triggers like you know say for example at Christmas time everyone's lashing into the mulled wine and the red wine and, and the cheese you know that can result in a bad night's sleep with lots of snoring um, or if somebody gains weight that can impact your um, sleeping as well so there's lots of different reasons why it can come and go in your life so just because someone's always a snorer doesn't mean they have to stay that way the issue I think is do they want to do something about it? Uh, Neil, I'm going to say I'm not a snorer, but maybe after a few pints that might change. Uh, what are the reasons that people snore? 
Um, well, they can be many and varied, as, as mentioned. Um, alcohol uh, relaxes the, the muscles in the neck, and essentially snoring is just turbulent air. So usually the air uh, it goes down through the nose or mouth into the lungs without a problem. But if something causes an obstruction, like alcohol in the neck, um, muscles relaxing, or a bit of weight, uh, you broke your nose at university, anything that causes that airway to become uh, deviated means that you're going to have turbulent air which is essentially what the snore is and that's the problem with snoring there isn't one single cause and therefore there isn't one simple remedy for you know one size fits all remedy for people so they need to ask their bed partner because they're the ones who have the best idea of what's happening as to what type of snore because if you only ever snore on your back then don't sleep on your back so a tennis ball in your back of your pajamas if it's alcohol related then maybe that night um, if you know it's going to annoy your bed partner sleep separately uh, but if it's you know night in night out then maybe sleeping separately the whole time not as a punishment not get the to the spare room or the back room but you having your bedroom and, and your partner having their bedroom and, and you know uh, uh, you have your kiss and your cuddle, and then uh, you, you go to your separate rooms and have a good night's sleep, and then you'll be happy to see each other the next morning for more kisses and cuddles. The uh, tennis ball was a Billy Connolly trick, wasn't it? He slept it in a T-shirt with a tennis ball sewn into a pocket and worn backwards, and if you rolled onto it, he'd know he had to move. Yeah, that was he, he mentioned this on a very early Parkinson show on the BBC back in the 70s when he was just uh, breaking out. But, yeah, I mean, when I started in sleep 40 years ago, there was a, a company in America who showed a, sold a long night shirt that you could put five tennis balls in the back. So anything like that to keep people off the back will work. Uh, lots of texts coming in on this separate rooms was the beginning of the end for me we both snored and then there was a total separation well finally someone making sense I sleep in a separate bed to my husband because if I was truly asleep I wouldn't know he is there anyways sharing a six foot square with a human for one third of your lifetime is crazy uh, Caroline how would you advise someone to approach their partner about the idea of separate bedrooms well, first of all, I'd say try get a bit of sleep yourself, because if you approach this conversation when you're tired and grouchy and snappy, it's probably not going to go well. Um, so, you know, take your time with it. Talk to them about it and say, look, this is really an issue. Explain what's going on. Is it causing you more anxiety? Is it causing you weight gain? Is it causing you not to be able to focus at work? So they should take that into account because it's them who's making you feel that particular way. So they do need to look at resolving it. And if they're not interested in resolving it or what that what they're saying is I actually don't care enough about your health um so that's a real statement about the relationship in itself so really honest conversations need to be had here and if we do have the privilege of a spare bedroom you know it's worth the shot to try it out in different ways you know like different genders run hot or cold at night time um and you know as we said uh, people fidget at night or people want their dogs in their bed or not or people sleep talk so it's all those different things so being honest about it instead of giving into peer pressure because the idea sometimes is, oh, a perfect relationship is the two couple or the two people in the marital bed. And it doesn't mm. have to be that way. It doesn't mean you're a failure if you sleep in different rooms. And the key there, I guess, is sleep in different rooms. Well, you can meet up for other activities uh, <laughs> if you like. But, I mean, that's one way to make it even more fun. You can you can have a change of scenery for a date, you know, so that might kind of re-spark something. And, you know, when you get more sleep, you might feel more in the mood for um, adult romance. So I think that's important to remember, too. So when we're fully functioning, our other parts of our lives increase, too. Uh, just before we finish up, Neil, uh, 
snoring can be a, a far greater problem as well. It can be a sign of bigger issues. Yeah, I mean, snoring in itself is, is you know, as we, as we mentioned, annoying for the other person and can potentially be for the snorer. But the thing to watch out for, if you pause breathing during the night repeatedly, that is uh, a sign that you're suffering from sleep apnea. Uh, not every snorer does it, but many do. And if you do, if your bed partner reports that you're pausing breathing repeatedly during the night, this is a medical issue that t- needs to be taken seriously and you need to go and get it sorted out by the doctor um, so don't ignore it I mean it's a snoring's problematical but sleep apnea is something you really do need to take seriously Alright we will leave it there Dr Neil Stanley independent sleep expert and Dr Caroline West sex educator and host of the Glow West podcast thanks a lot for joining us The Last Word with Matt Cooper weekdays from 4.30 Today